The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to episode of 184 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Mr. Prime in the building. And uh, we as a podcast, four days removed from the Eagles sending their franchise, ex-franchise quarterback to Indianapolis for a third round pick and a second round pick that could potentially be a first round pick so that means the eagle fans you're not done rooting for carson wentz you just sit back relax and let that season unfold but you're still a wentz fan whether you like it or not we we wish the best for carson wentz but i'm now going to go to a tweet from our guy field Yates from espn and with the trade of carson wentz there will now not be a single qb drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016 that is still with his original team that's zero out of 22 so when it comes to uh the idea of finding your franchise quarterback uh it's easier said than done um but uh you know what else is done is Carson Wentz's time in Philadelphia I, I just wanted to I just wanted to go back and uh, get your feelings four days removed. Uh, we're going to revisit this list of quarterbacks, but I just want to get your feelings uh, four days after. Yeah, so uh, initial reaction when it first came down, we see what the actual return was going to be. Uh, I was pretty peeved, I'm not going to lie. I, I viewed that. I, I saw it for what it was on the surface, getting a second round this year, and a, uh, I'm sorry, a third round this year, and a second round that could turn into a first next year. Uh, personally, uh, I, I wanted this whole rebuild to, you know, be it, kicked into second gear, uh, and have some pace on it. So I wanted that first round, second round pick to end up being this year. You can't, beggars can't be choosers though, Gail. You can't. 
So we needed to get rid of Carson Wentz. It, it was obvious that now in hindsight, looking back when they pulled him and they started starting Jalen Hurts uh, last regular season, they just didn't want that value to diminish anymore. That, that's really where their heads were at. And uh, had Carson continued to go out there and play bad, it, we very well could not have even gotten that return. Uh, but I know that there are plenty of people here at Fourth and John, our writers, maybe even someone that's still in this in this chat right here right now that are pretty excited to be rooting for Carson Wentz next year. Um, Prime, what were your thoughts uh, on that trade? Four days so, removed. So yes, I am that guy who's still going to be rooting for Carson Wentz come <laughs> next season. Um, hey, four days, man. I, I needed these four days. I needed to get over. That news, uh, you guys saw my frustration. We went live and we talked about it. Uh, but um, took a couple of days to just think about it. Uh, plain and simple, at the end of the day, I'm still sitting here representing my birds. Mm-hmm. Got their backs all the way through. And moving forward, if Jalen Hurst is our QB1, Jalen Hurst is the man that I'm going to go ahead and support all the way through. You know what I mean? I, I can't treat him any other different than any other quarterback that's ever been playing for our franchise. So did you order that fat head yet? That Jalen Hurts fat head? That is the other thing. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna get a Jalen Hurts fat head, but that that's what I have been working on is replacing this Carson Wentz fat head that I have here. Uh so that's uh that's a tough one, but you know I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Have you have you been mean mugging him <laughs> anytime you go down to the basement or like <laughs> Nah, man. You know, what I mean, that's just that, that song. You know, what I mean, the the, the, the the little heartbreak songs come on, like, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> my boy, hey, my some boy, boys to men. My boy's <laughs> gone, man. My boy's gone. I mean, break the thing. The overall thing is breakups are hard to do, man. Yeah, not man, not, man, not man. only relationships, but football. <laughs> but you you got to see this as a business, and sometimes it's a divorce. Is a divorce. Um, and you're and you're thinking that did we win this situation? Obviously, it's a it's a it's a failure, a organizational failure to pay a man hundred plus million and trade him within you know the next year. Like that doesn't That's a hell of an alimony. You can't even say that and feel a certain way, like because you know that's a goddamn failure. So let's leave it at that. Like something happened. Obviously, uh, there still probably be news coming out. Like, how did it that that, that happened? There'll probably be a book written. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're writing it but, as we speak. <laughs> but but ultimately, what ended up happening, it doesn't even matter at this point because where we stand right now, moving into the next season, Carson Wentz isn't the guy. We get we got to move forward as a team, as a podcast. We are we are here to talk about just how hard it is to find that franchise quarterback, Gail. It's tough out there. That stat kind of blew blew my mind. I'm not going to lie. That, that there's zero quarterbacks that were taken in the first round between 09 and 2016 that are still on their, their team that drafted them. And that, to me, just really shows exactly what we're talking about right here. You, finding that franchise quarterback, finding that diamond in the rough, it's, it's not just uh, – you don't just get that every year. I mean, it's easier said than done. And I mean, you you talk about that 2009 draft, a guy that who just got traded for you know who some. Started uh, it all. That you know, trade started it all. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, you know he he was he was the guy, but he got value. Uh, and like just just one more you know you know thing to just go back to the Wentz thing um, in the trade. It's like we wanted this value to, in return. Obviously, he, he played poorly, but. The way that the league saw Carson Wentz 
um, and the way that our bank account was set up and the way that teams knew we were in a rock and a hard place. Explain to me, like, again, like I know people are, this is all we got. Like, mm-hmm. explain to me if you're, yeah. if, if you're a negotiator, you have the Eagles in a rock and a hard place. They want to get moving forward with this, 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 uh, rebuilding this thing and you're stuck in a, a rock between a hard place and you're going to have to pay Carson Wentz in a couple weeks in March. You're not going to take that cap hit because you need the money. Like we no. were stuck, we were stuck. between a rock. Yeah. So yeah, that's, we it is what it is. It was a decision that had to be made. I mean, how he knows how it was. He ended up getting Minnesota not too, too long ago with the Sam Bradford trade. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so we we, we ended up showing our hand, like I said earlier this year, where we we pretty much showed the entire NFL that we were going to be moving on from Carson Wentz. Yeah. I know everybody that, in, including myself, when Carson Wentz ended up getting benched, and then the following week when Jalen Hurts was starting, nobody wanted to admit it, but everybody in the back of their minds knew what was going on. We knew that this was the beginning of the end for Carson Wentz. And honestly, I wasn't expecting it to end as quickly and as abruptly as it did. But after the season ended and you see all the, the shit talk and the, the little stories that are leaking out of, of the facility, you could totally tell he was, they were trying to push him out. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And so when you show your hand like that and then you poison the water like how we did, I don't know why we would expect anything more than what we got. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd have to be uh... – I just, I just think it's, I mean, the reality is looking you right in the face, and it's we're at a point where, as a, as a fan base, it's now we're we're trying to figure out the next steps of the of the QB position, how the organization views Jalen Hurts, and how do we move forward? Because uh, you know we have the number six pick, and as a draft head, very excited to be in that situation, mm-hmm. um, but you know. What we're talking about tonight is about QB1. Do the Eagles see Jalen Hurts as QB1? I've seen some of the fan base, faction of the fan base, talk about Jalen Hurts as their QB1. Mm-hmm. But, uh, guys, I mean, I'm, I, me initially just saying the word QB1, mm-hmm. what does that do for you? Uh, it's... It's a more uncertainty. I, I feel a lot like how I felt last year in just the uncertainty factor. Uh, thinking about Jalen Hurts as a QB1, has he proven that to me yet? No, he hasn't. Uh, but the f- mere fact of how we used a second-round pick in order to get him, I think it would be another complete disservice uh, to us, to our football team, to just be going out there and drafting another quarterback uh, to be the quarterback one. And now I don't, I don't want you to take that the wrong way. I don't want you to think that I am sitting here, I'm saying absolutely no way we could draft a quarterback in the first round or any of the following rounds. I think you have to really test everything out. You have to really get a good sense of who all of these players are and make your, your best judgment. But looking at it just on paper, when you spent a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts last year, I'm finding it very difficult to convince myself that we should be drafting another one so high. So, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, it draft day is something that I kind of look forward to. This year, I am, like, nervous because what decision our franchise is going to make is what I'm like that's in the back of my mind. Are these guys going to pull the trigger on another quarterback? Are we about to go ahead and build on a quarterback factory? 
like i i'm i'm just like lost um it's sad because of the fact that for the past couple of years we didn't even have to worry about a qb1 we had a qb1 yep. yes he didn't play like a qb1 last year but we we were sitting back already we were sold exactly exactly now going into next season it's like shit uh what do we do here what are we going to do here I just mm-hmm. got finished having this conversation with a bunch of my teammates on Sunday. QB one, I just, I don't, I, I don't see it yet. But I'm not going to be surprised if they do pull the trigger, picking a quarterback at number six this year. See, the thing about Jalen Hurts is like I, I, I went, you know, went back, watched the film. I think I encourage everyone, you know, like you could, you could sit and watch the timeline and watch people speak on things, and but you could also get the all 22 do yourself you know uh justice and go back and just watch the film so you get a better understanding of of what he might have to offer i i think the fact that people are are downplaying what he did in his first career start beating a a number 1 on defense. defense in the saints and sitting here and acting like he did nothing like bro like when like obviously, it's in the four games sample size that we have of Jalen Hurts. Uh, you'll have the same opposite of, you know, Wentz fans saying that, you know, how can we judge Wentz? Well, let's bring him back and run it back with him. Like that was just a bad year. Like so, you're not going to judge. You're going to judge Jalen Hurts differently on a four game sample size with the same lineup. No off season. No preseason. No OT. No OTAs preseason, and judge this man's career on four games. That's you're doing a disservice. To, like again, like can I say he's the franchise? No, but can I say he did things uh, for a rookie with no, uh, you know, no off season? He did some things that were were special. And the fact that how long it took for us to throw a damn back shoulder fade? He threw one with a barrel right in his face and hit Alshon for that. You know, there's things in the over the, the the next three games. You know, you're like, all right, well, you know, I'm not gonna say he's figured out by the NFL, but so that's where we stand. So like, you, and and let, I I just want to ask, just based off of everything that you were just saying. So I think that we as a fan base, like, we want to think that the front office is thinking like us. That's clearly not what's going on, right? I mean, obviously, Howie Roseman, Jeff Laurie, they make their own decisions that often are quite different than ours. When I look at how they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round last year, don't you think that they did their due diligence before that pick? They didn't just randomly go up there and select Jalen Hurts. They believe in this guy. Do they not? So for for them to go and draft a quarterback that high in the draft, when you already have what it was perceived to be a franchise quarterback, that makes me believe that the front Roseman thinks very highly of Jalen Hurts. So yeah, I I you're you're right about that. I mean, they definitely did their homework before they ended up handing in that pick. They caught all of us off, you know, on surprise when they decided to go with Jalen Hurts in the second round. But let me just go back real quick. You guys touched upon uh, viewing the four games that Jalen played. I'm gonna be honest with you. That very next day after the trade happened, I had to kind of like encourage myself to go and fall in love or go and show love to Jalen Hurts. Get on this 
get on this wagon, the Jalen Hurts wagon, fast because the season's coming up. Mm-hmm. I got to build some momentum. So I went and I sat there and I watched it. Guys, in all reality, I wasn't worried about their play. I wasn't even worried about Carson. I was worrying about the scheme that we just kept on playing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. That was the frustrating part. That's why when 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 I saw that, yes, Doug got fired. The coaching staff was getting replaced. We were making some changes. All I had in the back of my mind was like, all right, before the whole Carson thing went down, Carson's going to come back. He's going to go off of a new scheme. Maybe we could go ahead and see some new plays and new stuff, but we didn't get that opportunity. So, yeah. all right, so now I'm, I'm, I'm with Jalen. Hopefully it's the same thing. Because watching some of those videos and going into those three games or the four games that he played, Bro, to be honest with you, I kind of picked up on like six or seven plays I already knew were coming. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I've seen this the week prior to that. I just saw it in the last video. I saw it in the last game he played. Yeah, it was like I'm not even a defensive, you know, I mean, a defensive coordinator, and I was picking up on that shit. Yeah, and I'm like, knowing that we got some new faces in here, new scheme. Hey, I think the kid, you know, with, with what I saw in those four games, he does have the potential. And listen, I'm not going to front. I love his attitude. Been watching some of his uh, interviews lately, and the, the the momentum he's trying to go into 2021 with, and I'm and I'm all with it. I'm all with it. I like it. Day fifteen thousand of the quarantine. I don't know, and I I pray that y'all y'all are staying at home, practicing social distancing. You gotta find a way, baby. Positivity. Y'all go get it. <laughs> Prime is choosing positivity. See now, from from a guy who's a super pro, Wentz, you know you could either take approach of still hating the organization, but Prime is he's choosing positivity today. It's, got to man, got to, got to. I mean, it's it's hard for like I, that's the part where I feel so bad for Jalen Hurts because he ends up catching a lot of hate from Carson Wentz diehards. And I'm not saying that Prime's that. I'm not saying anyone in particular is that. But there's obviously the Carson Wentz like stands out there that naturally just because Carson is their guy and Carson left town that they want to go in and hate on Hurts. But honestly, the dude, he works hard. He's got his head in the right spot. He's like all he is is just trying to make himself better each day. Seems like a great teammate. So it's, it's I find <laughs> – I, I find it very difficult to to find any faults with them at this point. But but that's the other thing too. I mean, it was never it was never nothing against Jalen Hurts. It was just I was mad at my organization how mm-hmm. they treated this whole situation, how they treated Carson, and again Carson had his faults as well. But never was it ever anything towards Jalen Hurts. I was all about giving that kid a chance. It was just a lot of questions being asked going forward. Is that the franchise? Is this the man? Is that, I wasn't ready to answer that question. I'm not you know, I mean, that's all it was. But no, no hate towards that kid whatsoever. You know, what I mean, again, I love his a- attitude. I love the momentum that he's building up to go into the season with. Hey, let's go, man! And, like he and, said in the video, let's go. Maybe even one of the uh, the biggest positives at all. All of the deer in in New Jersey get to rejoice as they no longer got targets on their asses. I mean, Jalen Hurts ain't that kind of guy. Just going out there and murdering animals for the fun of it. Hey, it's it's hunting. Oh, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. It's good eating, Evan. Uh, hey, have you ever had that, duck? That, 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 meat, that meat in the supermarket's already dead. I'll have some of that. Um. 
Yo, my boys that uh that hunt, they're like, hey man, have you ever had spaghetti with deer? I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Uh, but uh, you know, um, at the end of the day, man, it was like, you know, the writing on the wall when you draft a quarterback to uh, in the second round, you could go back to Randall Cunningham. You know, Jaworski was like probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, you can go back. To, you can go back to Kevin Cobb drafted <laughs> in the second yeah. round. McNabb's going, what the heck? Like, I sitting there like watching that and then the same thing that when you happens with here we are again yep. history repeats itself when things get weird the fan base knows like we get it like it, it smells fishy it's happening. You can, you can, like it's it's the same exact thing as the juice we felt in that in that super bowl year when that year just simply felt different Everyone could feel it when they were watching that team. And now it's the same exact thing in this offseason where everyone could just feel it, that something's off. Something's just don't smell right. And that's exactly where we are. We, we could tell I, that he was being ushered out of the building. And I think we kind of even had that little bit of feeling back in 19 when even though they, they drafted the kid late, late, late in the rounds. But, shit, when they Thorson, drafted Clay yeah. Thornton, we were like, what the hell? Like, it was, oh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a total head scratcher that's of, of, of a pick there. but. But so I mean, then, I think that was... go ahead. Yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, go ahead. No, I was saying going then going into 2020, and then you decided to pick another quarterback and way way earlier. Yeah, you're definitely scratching your head. Like, what the hell is but, going on? So uh, this is where you, you know, going off your point, this is where the mindset of you know Howie Roseman's probably at. I mean, looking at Jalen Hurts's uh, percentage of cap, uh, his contract. For this year, $1.3 million. $1.369. It's nice. z- it's 0.66%. <laughs> Zero points. It's uh so not even a full space. percentage. Not even a full percent of the cap is what he's taking. And this out. is and, and this is what I'm talking and this about. Is your quarterback. And this is what I'm talking about in terms of where Howie Roseman wanted to live. Mm-hmm. He wanted to live in the space of a, 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 a rookie quarterback on their rookie deal and start flourishing. Expect and especially, you know, like it's people might say, like, "Hey, man, you still could have got a, you know, at, at a backup price that's still great." Mm-hmm. Um, backing up Carson Wentz, you could, you could, you can go with that theory. But obviously, Carson Wentz wasn't having that. He felt a certain way. It is what it is. But you know. Just moving forward in this conversation, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out, like, you know, Jalen Hurts as QB1, um, some some moments that flash for us. Um, we'll just talk about some moments that flash for us and then go look at – go back and look at – we're going to look at that QB list of quarterbacks drafted in the first round, then hit on some – maybe uh, some of these rookie quarterbacks that are going to be there. But uh, just some moments off the top of your head that flashed um, – from Jalen Hurts last year. I mean, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is simply just that Saints game as a whole. He's going up against the number one defense in the league. It's his first start as a, as a starter in the NFL, and he just seemed to be like the moment wasn't too big for him. And the, just the way that he was able to be composed in that game and uh, ev- evade uh, sacks and like we had had a, a total issue that entire year uh, with. Carson Wentz getting sacked. I know that Jalen Hurts over the course of his four games played, I think he had like 13 sacks in there. So it's not like he was going completely untouched, but 
it, it was a total difference maker uh, having Jalen Hurts out there. And it was night and day, the difference you saw between him and Carson. So I think his connection with the younger guys uh, and just that first game versus the Saints is what really popped off for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Saints game definitely was the pop-off. But, you know, if I could go ahead and expand it a little bit, I like the way he played against the Cardinals as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think he went like 21 for 39, 360-plus yards. Uh, yeah, he had some picks and everything. But his attitude, his not giving up and, and making plays and, and almost winning that game for us, you know what I mean? I, I, I was sitting there, and I was impressed. I was, you know, really like – Hey man, this 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 kid actually looks good. I mean, it was one of those weeks where, you know, I had to take my foot out of my mouth because you know I was, you know, all about the Carson West and like ah oh, this guy, you know, what I mean, nah, nah, nah. But hey, he proved me wrong. And and even when Jalen Hurts was messing up and he was either fumbling the ball or he was um he was throwing an interception, the one thing that also stood out to me, uh, Carson Wentz this past year, I feel like that first half versus Washington was the Carson Wentz that we knew and loved. And then he threw, like, at the end of that first half, he threw a pick, and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off for, like, what, the entire season? So, like, Carson Wentz was in his head a lot that entire year, and he was worried about making those mistakes. And that's something that I saw in Jalen Hurts, that he was able to have – he was ha- able to have, like, a short memory. And if he went out there and he made a mistake, he was able to capitalize the following drive, which is promising. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the, the team – uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was a switch that went on, but there was a juice that was uh, ignited. Uh, some of these players, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, sometimes, if you play football and you're on teams, like there, there is a thing. There, you know, I put in college my uh, freshman year. We had four. We were a real rebuilding team with four quarterbacks. Hmm. There was <laughs> we had a QB from like the country. Uh, he's a country bumpkin, the six five like country dude. We had. The 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 Brooklyn, Brooklyn light swagger like this kid was like six six. We had we had the other kid was like six four. He's you from Philly. This kid was from <laughs> Philly, and then we then we had like the five uh, ten uh, midget type quarterback in terms of quarterback height. Yeah, but it was like every single guy on the team had a had a had a favorite. Yeah, so it was like all these players sitting here like trying to figure out who the next guy was, and it was like, so I, I feel like. I don't know what it is that there's a part, there's a portion of the locker room where just, I felt like felt a certain way about um, Jalen Hurts. What what he brought to the table in terms of mentality, you're talking about going in as a rookie, being put in a, a toxic situation. Yeah. Your head coach is like gone now. You're, you know, offensive, like everything is a, a, in a, in a disarray. Like I, I feel like the drama with, uh, built up drama between him and Carson Wentz. There's probably none, but it was like he's put into this situation and has to thrive. Um, and that's, that's tough for a rookie, man. That's tough for a rookie, and but this good. If I'm, I'm just saying off of that point that you just made, if there's one thing that we really kind of saw over Carson Wentz's career was that his relationship with the wide receivers on the team wasn't exactly great. I mean, the wide receivers that played for him didn't exactly all have great things to say about him. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts, even if um, I'm just tr- simply trying to make the point that he doesn't even have those beefs yet. You know what I mean? So like Carson Wentz, even he, he had all of these problems with younger wide receivers. Uh, it, it, it was very apparent um, that, you know, the Alshon Jeffrey thing that had gone on for many years. 
And uh, just Jalen Hurts coming in here, and he doesn't have any of these beefs that already exist. I think it would made it a lot easier for the younger guys to rally around him. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Uh, but but the, the thing about in his, even in his scouting report, people are just saying that, like, you know, the thing that's going to be a thing with Jalen Hurts is you put him in a locker room and you're going to watch guys gravitate around him. Because that's one thing, whether it's Alabama, whether it was him in high school, whether it's him moving to Oklahoma, he's had guys rally around him. When he went to Oak, when he went to Alabama, he wasn't supposed to be the guy. Blake Blake Barnett was a five star recruit, mm-hmm. and and that guy ended up folding after four games. They put yeah. in J- Jalen Hurts, and he ends up winning over the the team and winning and starting a job. And you know the rest is just the. I mean, he was what the first. I think first black uh, quarterback at Alabama to start in the national championship. I mean, the, the guy's like, it's, it's one of these things where I don't like, yeah, I think the power of positivity, the power of just like being locked in mm-hmm. um, and believing in oneself. That's, that's a very, you could say that to a lot of players, like believe in yourself, but at the end of the day, players, not all of them have confidence mm-hmm. and people can feel insecure about like, you know, if you know, they might feel a certain way. So, I don't know, man. I I, I saw flashes of. I'm not gonna say. I said flashes of brilliance, but I'm not gonna say he's the franchise yet. I still need to see more. Um, but at the end of the day, it's very hard to find uh, a franchise quarterback. Absolutely is. And um, like you talked about getting one on a rookie deal. So, like, let's let's get into that conversation. There is that like. You already have a quarterback that you drafted in the second round on a rookie deal. Do you want to like uh, the way that I view that is, is that our, our window is is open right now, not our window to go win something, but our window of working with a quarterback that is already in the system and he's already on a rookie deal. So I'm just looking to fill other holes simply at this point. I my ideal scenario is we end up moving this year with Jalen Hurts and we draft a stud wide receiver like a Jamar Chase. If we could get a generational talent, which I think Jamar Chase is in the wide receiver position, and Jalen Hurts ends up working out, great. If Jalen Hurts doesn't end up working out, then we are most likely going to be in the top 10 again next year. And then I feel like we could we could take on the quarterback position at that point. But I, I just I am so hard pressed to not at least give Jalen Hurts a shot, considering where you draft him. And then, now, like, then again, especially with the decision that they decided to go ahead and make, you got to go ahead and build off of that. That's just me personally. I think you got to go ahead and build off of the fact that you made this decision. This is what you want to stick with going forward. It's kind of like what you just said, Evan. Mm-hmm. Got to build around that. You know, what I mean, see how it works out. And if it doesn't work out, then we got to go back to the drawing board again. Like in a perfect world, like what you guys are saying is like, you know, I do. I mean, I do believe that like you can, you know, work in that space and me drafting like a a, a Jamar Chase is like a dream. It's like yeah. I, I want that alpha at the wide receiver position. It's been so long since we've had one. Um, but then you have to look at even though he's he, he apologized for saying QB factory, Howie Roseman showed his cards in the way that he's thinking and in terms of like, yeah, he, he, he thinks that in a certain way, like he, he like, you know, but if, if he actually believes in that scenario, 
this would be the perfect opportunity for him to draft a quarterback with a Justin Fields and a Zach Wilson still around. And you talk about monetarily, Evan. Mm -hmm. Um, We we just talked about, I just took what, uh, the percentage of uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts on this roster, not even 1% of the gap. Yeah. Uh, You add Justin uh, Herbert, what drafted, what, six? Yep. Um, Six overall last year. His cap hit last season in his rookie year was 4.8 million. So even if you have the two QBs in in place on your your, your air quotes quarterback factory. Yeah. Look, 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 and and this is, and this is where I stand with Howie Roseman in that whole, this is what we're looking at. It's cheap. (laughs) You, you have this opportunity and you're paying Jack, you're playing beans for a quarterback. And if they don't believe that Jalen hurts is the guy, then they have to know that you're only picking up in this range. Uh, and a lot, a lot of the people are saying it. It's not just you know, it's it's a guy like uh, Lewis Riddick, uh, a well-respected name. Uh, a lot of a lot of people out there, you know, Les Bone talked about it recently. So, how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like it'd be a disservice, uh, or or it's it's just part of the business, and that's the way that you should go with? Well, you, your your quarterbacks there. With everything that I've said. Um, I do agree with you, and I do also think that um, Justin Fields is more of a surefire thing than not. Uh, you, you just look at uh, like where he's come from and his resume. Like the dude was an absolute baller at Ohio State, and just like seeing like his the zip that he has on the ball, seeing his mobility, his pocket awareness. The guy's a player, and I'm not denying that Justin Fields can't be a great in this league. It's just a matter of like how many of these big ticket items are we going to spend on a quarterback? I totally get that. That's the most important position out there. It is. You said and big it, ticket. You said big ticket, but it's the look at the price. It's actually I, cheap. I wasn't talking about big ticket as far as financials. I'm talking about big ticket as far as you don't have a sixth overall pick every year. So that you're you're spending that that high value on an, yet another quarterback, which that's the spot where you pick them. But ultimately, we're looking at this list of all these quarterbacks that didn't work out in the first round. Let's just say, for the fuck of it, that Justin Fields doesn't work out. Then, then we're then we're drafting another quarterback the following year. Wasting and then, and we're, we're just stuck in this in this endless cycle of getting quarterbacks. Well, and and this is this is where this comes back to my next point. And this is where you you trust your evaluators. And if you're evaluators, you trust our evaluators. I do not fucking trust anyone. (laughs) I trust my own (laughs) about. I trust. I trust my own evaluations, and I'm going with Jabbar Chase if he's there. But this is where he, like, if your evaluators have Justin Fields as your top at that on the board, yeah, and you're staying true to your board, and if that's your guy, yep, then there's no reason for them to pass on a quarterback if they have a guy rated, you know, some people have Kyle Pitts as their, uh, what, Daniel Jeremiah has his top, his, his third rated prospect as Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you're looking at, if you're looking at contract value, you're like, you know, uh, Kelsey was drafted in the third. Grok, what was bottom of the fir- first, second? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you could say Waller drafted in the sixth. Like for tight end, like you can find these tight end 
later. But you know, again, like, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to risk being a a Jacksonville Jaguars and feeling okay with Blake Bortles, and then drafting a a freaking <laughs> Leonard Fournette again, contract value running back at the four pick, and missing on Deshaun what what, what Watson, mm-hmm. missing on. Patrick Mahomes, you like? Do you want to be? And I'm, I'm all, I'm only speaking devil, dev, devil's advocate here, because that's where you have to think. Like, hey man, why don't we just pass on the quarterback to get like, hey, you, you see, you've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done for the Chiefs, hundred percent, hundred percent, yep. And people, and, and and Zach Wilson is giving some people. I'm not not saying me, but he's giving Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Arm talent to some people. To some people. I got um, you. <laughs> see, see, look, look, look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> but now, it, but it, it it's true though. It's it is true. Like, all right, like so, I, so it, go ahead. It's, what's true? No, it's true. Like it's like you have to look at it from if you look at it from that perspective, that then you realize like, damn. Fuck, I do. I, I might have to draft a quarterback if that's my highest rated guy. Like, you can't not move past the quarterback if you think he's the guy. Like, do I think Justin Fields is the guy? Ah, like he's 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 he, he's done some great things, but I, he's got some his arm. I see him throw some balls, and I'm like, bro, this this guy. He beat Clemson. He beat a Trevor Lawrence team. He he beat. He's he's one up against a lot of top teams, and you watch his arm, and you're like, bro, that might be a little bit better than Jalen's. So so let's just uh, for the fun of it here, and I don't think that this scenario ends up playing out. Let's say Justin Fields and Jamar Chase were on the board when you're selecting. You're Howie Roseman. Where who you taking? Oh God. I think I'm, I, I have a feeling he would go. He would. I have a feeling he would go quarterback. I have a feeling he would go quarterback too. I think but as a, in a fan's perspective, I would want Jamar Chase and yeah. And I know, and I know that's what everybody would want today. But on on my behalf, the reason why I would say Jamar Chase is because taking a look at our wide receiver court right now, I just don't see. <laughs> I just don't see that being the build around Jalen Hurts right now. Mm-hmm. Not taking anything away from Rager, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he had a he started off slow and he started picking up towards the end. And I hope he goes with that, comes into the season with that same momentum, so that way he could show us that he was the guy to pick over Justin Jefferson. But uh, you know, what I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I just at our looking at our wide receiver core, I, I'm going to go ahead and cash that ticket and get a wide receiver. <laughs> I would even 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 if like I have to like. You know, the excuse us, fan base. Uh, we don't want you to get your hearts broken, so be prepared for Jamar Chase to not be there. Okay, I'm telling you now. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. How long? How long is it to the draft? We got we got a couple months here, but be prepared. So our backup plan is, you know, you, you have to start thinking about, you know, if you if you build up this idea of like the Eagles drafting a quarterback and you, 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 you put it out there. You put less, less Bowen, put it out there. You, you got Lewis, like people just talking about us drafting a quarterback in theory, 
Look at the guys that are drafted behind us. Well, Denver, 49ers, they want a quarterback. How do you make them feel? Or the Panthers, how do you make them feel like when, oh, shit, they're at six. I got to move up. If you, the more quarterbacks are drafted above you, someone's going to have to fall. If you go one Lawrence, you go Fields or Wilson, two or three. Mm-hmm. And then someone else move up for another quarter. We got we also have Trey Lance. Um, so I mean, it, then a guy falls to you. So if you, if can, in can theory, we agree that the the one thing that the Eagles can't do in this draft is draft another fucking NDSU player. Yeah, as, as, as a starting quarterback <laughs> like that, that's completely <laughs> limits, right? No Trey Lance, huh? No you want you want you want to watch the city burn? Draft another NDSU quarterback. <laughs> Like that's another thing we were talking about. You know what I mean? Do not be surprised, man. Yo, know, the storylines would be like, oh, they wanted to draft a black quarterback from North Dakota. Nah, that's yeah. fucking bullshit, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, this time they got it right. This <laughs> is reverse racism. <laughs> it, it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, and, and and I think it's very possible that we have this conversation right now, but ultimately when the draft comes, that both Fields and uh, Chase are off the board, and so that's where like I'm I'm kind of like trying to sell myself on Zach Wilson. I've I've you know I've seen tape on him. I think he's good. I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes in him. Um, so I th- I think that that is a, li- a little bit of a stretch to be comparing him to pro- arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, but like kind of where I stand is that like I, I have uh, I have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields as my as my top two quarterbacks in the draft. And I'm sitting there thinking at the sixth pick, do I want to take the third best quarterback or do I want to take what I could think it would be, you know, the top player at his position? Am I wrong for yeah. thinking that? No, I mean, no, I mean, not from, not from the just, history of the way we draft. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, as a fan, you're not wrong for that because every fan is entitled to feel how they want to feel. There's the there's the Kyle Pitts at six, uh, part of the fan base. There's the embrace the chase part of the fan base. There's uh, I'm starting to see a little bit of a uh, Zach Wilson love, uh, a little bit more than I I like to see like. I, I I'm I'm off the part of the draft season where Gale is up at three o'clock in the morning mm. watching BYU versus Coastal Carolina. Like why? <laughs> why are you why are you doing this to yourself? But like I have to watch the film for my own self. Yeah. Not l- let some slappy on the timeline tell me how I'm supposed to feel about a prospect. Again, like if you want to hit me hit me up in the DMs about who like for some links, you can you can watch these links and have a feeling. You know, there's it's not there's nothing wrong with watching film for yourself. You know, I'm not saying you got to be your draft head, but bro, like you can. We are in the information age. All all the data is out there. You don't got to listen to a, a, a dude on the radio tell you who's good when someone gave him a piece of paper and says these are the guys to go look at. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually watch. You can watch who you, you think. And uh, there's there's a there's a ton of ton of ton of tape out there to watch. Um, but uh, man, looking at that list, scary, right? It is. All the it is. I'm, and wow. and to be honest with you, like it makes me really think about 
what kind of long road is ahead of us because we were so I was thankful to have a, a franchise quarterback this past few seasons where that wasn't something that we even had to think about. Exactly. Obviously our front office was thinking about it because they kept on drafting fucking quarterbacks, but it was not something that was in the <laughs> forefront of my mind where, you know, a quarterback is the thing we got to handle. I, w- I was more concerned about all of the other holes on the team, but now I'm sitting and I'm look, still looking at all these other holes we have on the team. And we also don't have the franchise quarterback. So it's just uncertainty. Uh, it's a feeling of hopelessness, I would say, heading into the season. And uh, just just not very high expectations. But you know what the best part about having low expectations are? Is they're easy to exceed. <laughs> you don't want to get your heart broken, huh, Evan? No, sir. No, sir. I mean, even like right before the show, we 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 kind of you know we looked at the list of just we wanted to go back ten years to 2011. Uh, the 2011 draft, um, Cam Newton, number one overall, uh, Panthers. Uh, Jake Locker at eight to the Titans. I remember at the time sitting there and being like, "How the f is this guy getting drafted at number eight? Blaine Gabbert drafted 10 by the Jaguars. I remember sitting Another there. Another head scratch. How, how is this guy getting drafted? Um, uh, 12, Christian Ponder to the Vikings. Did I say Blaine Gabbert 10? Uh, yes. Christian Ponder, 12 to the Vikings. I remember sitting there looking at all three of those picks and like, how are these teams drafting mm-hmm. uh, these Cause, guys? Cause you end up like, and just to go back to what we were saying, when you're desperate for quarterback, sometimes teams end up reaching. I don't want to be that team that reaches. Uh, the 2012 draft, uh, Andrew Luck, number one yep. by the Colts. Uh, he's uh, retired, my guys. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was a good pick by the Colts regardless. I mean, they, yeah, they can't anticipate yeah. him re- retiring early. But in terms of uh, you never know, man, what mm-hmm. the football gods will bless you with. Exactly. Uh, that's that's where we are. Uh, number two overall, Robert Griffin III to Washington. He is now a backup for the Ravens. Uh, number eight, Ryan Tannehill to the Dolphins, who is now a solid starter, starter for the Titans. Titans. Yep. Number 22 overall, Brandon Whedon, smoking that weed uh, to the Browns at number 22. Uh, what are your feelings about those guys in the first round? Um, honestly, uh, that 2012 draft is pretty strong. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the careers didn't end up turning out how you would think they would. Andrew Luck, we talked about, he retired early. Robert Griffin III, honestly, he was a good player until he got injured. His, his knees just got completely destroyed. But you know, had he been able to stay healthy, he could have had a much better career. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, Brandon Whedon, I would say, would be the only real scrub in that draft. Yeah, yeah I mean, Brock had a good year. Russell, you know what he's mm-hmm. doing. Nick got us our Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That, that 2012 was stacked. Yeah. You, well, you think about – it makes you think about some things. Ryan Tannehill didn't work out with the Dolphins, moved on to the Titans – rejuvenated his career yeah. he, he, got, he got big paper down in miami though too yeah yeah he, yeah, he had a big yeah. contract down there yeah he did so moving on to the 2013 draft it's stacked and loaded Dinks. uh at drafted number 16 overall by the bills ej manual uh, hold they, your they, nose. They forgot to get the manual on that one, man. <laughs> they didn't know how to use it. They just built it with no with no manual. 
2014, number three overall, Blake Bortles to the Jaguars. Uh, no, at number 22, Johnny Manziel Ooh. to the Browns. Uh, that's the Browns picking a quarterback uh, in the no, first round the at number 22. At 22, the, the Browns, Browns. Two, two years 20, 20, 2012, and now 2014, you're picking a quarterback again at 22, Johnny Manziel to the Browns. Number thirty-two, Teddy uh, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater to the Vikings. How do you guys feel about that? That was a uh, that was a pretty trash draft. I'm not going to lie. I mean, just looking at what the, the I remember when Johnny Manziel came out and there was that whole partying side to him. I feel like the writing was kind of on the walls with like where his head was at going into the league. He had way Very too big minded. He was very young-minded, not mature enough to be a fr- the face of an organization. Um, he was a good player in college, but ultimately his head was in the in the wrong spot. And I think that that was very – he slipped in that draft, if I, if I recall correctly. I think he was supposed to go higher than yeah. 22. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it, that was a major risk taken by the Browns. Uh, big surprise, didn't work out. That that was very sarcastic, that big surprise, by the way. We saw that <laughs> crashing and burning. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. Jimmy G, Jimmy G. Hey, he was uh, he was a little surprised, you know. What I mean, with the little bit of time he had with the Patriots, and now he's a quarterback for the San Fran, even though it's really not going his way neither. But yeah. other than Jonathan, that, yeah, was, I mean, was he drafted in the second round out of Eastern? Yeah, second round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was my first year at Roto World when I was when I was doing a you know I was just, as a draft analyst. And that was that. That was the year I was like, I can't believe all the smoke with Blake Bortles going in the top five. And the fact that he got drafted, I was still like, what? What? What did I miss? Like what? <laughs> like what did I? I had I had Manziel going top, top ten. He falls to the the Jags. At, I mean, falls to the Browns at twenty two. I had Bridgewater going, um, in the top ten. I believe that year, and I got death threats. In my emails from Viking fans, and I'm not—I'm not even lying. I mean, Bridgewater was definitely the best first-round quarterback taken in that draft. Well, I had—I had had Bridgewater going to their their pick, their first pick in the in the first round. You really had—you really had Johnny Manziel going top ten. He was good in college, man. He was, but I—I mean, I I just—I don't know. I just—I was just kept looking at his young-mindedness. Yeah. Well, I mean. like I'm, I'm trying to like figure out what they're gonna do, but like so I, I had, I had an inkling that Teddy Bridgewater was gonna get drafted by the Vikings, and they ended up trading up to the, the first round to get, um, Bridgewater, and mm-hmm. I was like, just from an inkling, and then he ends up getting drafted, and I, and I went back to all those Viking fans and I sent them messages. I said, what were you saying about? <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater to the Vikings. <laughs> like, what now? You want to kill who? What? Okay. <laughs> so moving on to 2015, number one overall, Jameis Winston to the Bucks. Number two, Marcus Mariota to the Titans. Thoughts on that? Both those careers didn't turn out the way I thought they were going to. Honestly, I thought that they were the right picks um, at the time. Uh, I, honestly, either one of them could have been interchanged. I thought, you know, Mariota could have gone one and Winston two. Um, but ultimately, they were guys I thought that were going to be good quarterbacks in this league, and they turned out to be average at best, I would say, at, at where they stand right now. And remember, we were all on that Mariota train. You know yeah. what I mean? 
open. And, and, oh, he, and he's a guy that is kind of in a full quarterback room right now. It'd be kind of funny to see him see us go full yes. circle with the Chip <laughs> Kelly uh, era and just get Marcus Mariota finally. Yeah. <laughs> but then you start think you start thinking about like sometimes it's where you're placed in the system. Um, if Mariota Mariota would have landed with Chip Kelly, would he have been successful? Chip might have got another couple of years, honestly. Chip you know, might have got another a, couple of years, and then we never would have gotten Doug Peterson. We might not never have had a Super Bowl. And that's or the, we could that's have had earlier. Who knows? Um, when you're going to a place, um, if they have an, a plan in place for you that they're going to build around you, like you know, what, what could have what could it have been if Mariota was an Eagle? I mean, if Mariota, because there was that there's a whole theory that. Uh, uh, Chip was going to trade like Fletcher Cox and a couple, uh, couple players and picks and shit. Yeah. So I mean, imagine that. I mean, and then we then we have the year 2016. Number one, Golf, who's now you know not he's in Detroit, uh, but he was drafted by the Rams, number one overall. Number two, uh, the chosen one, Carson Wentz, drafted uh number two overall by the Eagles. Uh. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, number 26, Paxton Lynch drafted by the Broncos. Thoughts on that? Another rough quarterback draft. Uh, you know, five years removed from it. I'm looking at Jared Goff just got traded for essentially a bag of peanuts. Uh, Carson Wentz, the same thing. Paxton Lynch, is that dude even still in the league? I mean, that, those are some pretty bad quarterbacks uh, five years removed. Wow! Wow! Whoa! Put some, put some. Like the man doesn't even give. Like, I, I read, get him read those. Get him out <laughs> of the door. Read, I'm gonna, out. I'm gonna read those names off. Golf. Yeah. Wentz, Paxton Lynch. One of those guys has a Super Bowl ring. So you put some respect on man's name. If it wasn't for Carson Wentz, we wouldn't have a Super Bowl. This guy, one podcast removed that. from. I stand one, by that. One, one podcast removed from uh, Carson Wentz. This guy's like throwing dirt. I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on to 2017. Number two overall, Mitchell Trubisky. I remember I put three <laughs> question marks on the list. I remember him getting drafted and saying, how? Like, yeah. this is wrong. It doesn't yeah. feel right in my gut. And here we are. You think you top two? No, I just think didn't don't didn't think he was a top player. So the fact that Bro, he was he's about to Mac Collins, he's obviously a stud. Uh, <laughs> the, the fact that they're about Backpack to move kid. on him is, is uh, <laughs> it is, and they traded up to get him uh, to yeah, move up did. one spot. So number ten uh, overall, Patrick Mahomes to the Chiefs. Number tw- and at the time when Mahomes they moved to get, to get Patrick Mahomes, people were feeling. That that was too early for Patrick Mahomes, but hey, they saw something over there. Uh, you know who uh, was the GM over there at that time? Dorsey. Yeah. So uh, if he he told anything to uh, Howard Roseman about getting a quarterback early, um, maybe he uh, gave him some of that knowledge. Number twelve overall, Deshaun Watson to the Texans, a guy who. Beat the likes of Alabama to win a national championship, but the, they showed no respect on man's no name and, and drafted Mitchell Trubisky ahead of him. And the fact and that you're a Bears fan, 
10 picks you're ahead. Fa- in fact, you're a Bears fan, knowing that you missed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson probably gives you gas at night. How are you guys feeling about that? Well, I got I got to tell you, one of, one of my best friends is a Bears fan, and I have not let him live that down ever since it's happened. Um, just <laughs> the, the fact that you went Mitchell Trubisky over two of arguably – those top five quarterbacks in the league right now. That that's a I'm rough scene, man. It's a rough scene. I'm, I'm still laughing my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, "Well, at the time, how did you know that?" I was like, "Bro, yeah. I had a gut. I had a gut feeling. The same gut feeling I had when Pumphrey was drafted. When he was dra- like, I you have a feeling. Uh, when Rashad Penny was drafted in the first round by the the Seattle Seahawks, bro. This." The feeling as a draft nerd, you get it. Uh, now moving on, 2018 it gets interesting, folks, because number one oh, overall, look, look who's there again, the Browns. The, the Browns, uh, they're taking multiple hacks at it. So the fact that they waited and gave us our QB of the future, right? <laughs> in, in 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 Carson Wentz, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it, here here they are with again drafting number one overall to get their guy. Who has got them in the playoffs this year? Uh, number three overall, Sam Darnold to the Jets, who could be out of a job in New York and somewhere else. Number seven at the time, Josh Allen thought to be a very uh, a high pick. Yep. Um, out of uh, what was he playing? A Wyoming. Uh, n- number ten overall, Josh Rosen to the Cardinals, who was moved on from. Um, well, he. For Car- Remember, he he had that infamous statement saying that uh, there's going to be nine teams in the league that are very upset that they didn't take Josh yeah. Rosen. How'd that work out, Josh? He was probably uh, as an <laughs> asshole statement. Um, <laughs> Thirty-two, Lamar Jackson. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, ha- thank the Eagles for that yep. uh, selection. Lamar Jackson becomes the MVP for the Ravens. Uh, how you guys feeling about that? You see. This right here is exactly what I'm nervous about, is this 2018 draft. Because I'm looking at the first two quarterbacks taken off the board. He stunk. Baker Mayfield, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little harsh on Baker. I mean, he had, he had a better year last year. I'm not entirely sold on him as a franchise quarterback yet, though. Okay. Sam Darnold, same could be said about him. Uh, but then it starts to get stronger later in the first round, the more that you move. Josh Allen, he, I mean, he was taken at seven. So a pick beyond where we're picking this year. He is a really, really good quarterback, man. He's got, he's a quarterback that has potential to be an MVP in coming years, in my opinion. And and, and that's the, that's the prime example of that right there. Josh Allen, they build around him. Yep. They brought Stefan Diggs. They build that defense around him. They build that franchise around that quarterback. Yep. Hoping that that's the same scenario with us. Yep. And and then you got Lamar Jackson to close out the round. So obviously the latter Did you say MVP half, Lamar Jackson MVP Lamar Jackson <laughs> is uh, the latter half of that the first round quarterbacks taken was better than the first half. Um, so that's where I it, it just makes me nervous because it, it is just proving our point that drafting a quarterback is not as easy as it seems. All these guys that went. One, two. You look at Mitchell Trubisky going second pick overall. They, there was teams that were convinced that that was the guy, but clearly it's it's not that simple. And but that's you, why but, that, that's why I was mentioning a couple of the guys in the later rounds because those guys, even guys like that, skip. Like you, you could have had a chance to grab 
guys down there that deserve to be at that top level and didn't get picked. But yep. that's that's the chance that you take in NFL. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that you're seeing, like you know, obviously Baker Mayfield, his team's in the playoffs. Um, Josh Allen, a guy who was that, that some would say that was a reach that he went that high, and you know. Lamar Jackson. Oh, he was a wide receiver. Um, you yeah, know, it's like remember that conversation. If, if if teams feel like they have their guy, they go get their guy, and they mm-hmm. they don't they don't listen to anyone else. They just go get their guy. Three of those teams are in the playoffs now, or were in the playoffs last season. But like you're seeing a reoccurring thing. Uh, Buffalo was there with EJ Manuel, 2013 comeback, draft a quarterback at 16. Back in 2017. Uh, what I mean, 2018 drafting uh, Josh Allen at seven. Um, now we move on to it gets interesting uh, because we just talked about Josh Rosen dropped to ten overall by the Cardinals, uh, 2019 number one overall pick, Kyler Murray drafted by the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Now, number six overall, Daniel Jones, a Eli Manning clone. Terms of personality uh, to the Giants, number fifteen, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Washington football team, who is no longer with the with the with the with the team. Uh, he's now a Steeler. What do you think about that 2019 draft and the fact that the Cardinals drafted another quarterback a year later? A year later. Man, this this whole conversation has me going back and forth with my mind. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm playing ping pong right now. That scenario right there has got you thinking. Too. It does because so like I'm looking at it and like Arizona, what they did was they bit the bullet. They're like, okay, we ended up dra- drafting a trash quarterback. We thought was the guy. He's clearly not the guy. And they're like, all right, instead of just trying to force him to be the guy. They went and did the right thing, and they drafted Kyler Murray, who I think is is a really good quarterback. I mean, uh, he, he was a rookie uh, two years ago, rookie of the year. He and you, then you you build the weapons around him. You give him a DeAndre Hopkins, and Larry Fitzgerald is you know ageless. Um, they they've got a good thing going in Arizona right now, and it just really makes you think about like double double dipping on that uh, the first round quarterback tree. Yeah, man. Look, look, look at you. I, I told you I'm playing ping pong between my ears right now. <laughs> but, but this, this is as this is as as a podcast. This is where I was trying to get your mind to actually like go. Like the mm-hmm. fact that they were a three and thirteen football team that you know they drafted Josh Rosen and now they're back here drafting number one overall, and they could have either. You know, passed on at Kyler Murray, but they're, but then again, new system, new head coach. That head coach saw something in Kyler Murray that that's my guy. He knows what I want to do. If you got the right system, you got the right player in place. It's weird, but that's what happens. Uh, and now leading up to 2020, Joe Burrow, first overall to Cincinnati, uh, number five. Tua, people already starting to question Tua. Like the man just had like a rookie year. Uh, number number six, Justin Her- Herbert. Uh, people were saying that he w- wasn't a, wasn't a leader, wasn't a vocal leader. How would he be received in the locker room? Man had a great year. Number twenty six, Jordan Love, drafted by the Packers. 
Uh, Packers fans probably felt a certain way. Aaron Rodgers probably cert- felt a certain weight. He okay. came back and had an almost MVP type season. Almost. Um, <laughs> Packers quarterbacks don't get shook like that, man. Like I, I looked at that Jordan Love pick, and I thought that that was a total Packer move. I hey, mean, listen, man, that pissed Packers, Aaron off. The Packers yeah. have literally had two quarterbacks in my entire lifetime. So, like this, this is what they do, man. They they end up drafting a quarterback, you groom them behind a stud, and then they're going to move on to Jordan Love in a few years. That's their formula, and it works for them. So, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Uh, as for the the guys that were taken before him, Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert. Honestly, I think they're all decent. I think Joe Burrow clearly is going to be uh, the top of that pick but justin herbert might give him some heat i don't know justin herbert had a hell of a season with a team that i don't even really think was that good um so you know he was really able to perform there and um as for tua why are people in miami haters like that man like i I really don't think tua had a year like that yeah give the kid a chance you know the uh, maybe they're feeling that fist magic and they were feeling a certain way but obviously it's like this is what it is you know like it's like just looking at that just looking at this list, it's almost like a story in, in, in storytelling of trying to figure out who your guy is, uh, taking multiple hacks at it like a Browns. <laughs> taking, you're looking at teams like Miami, who's picking five again in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're looking at Miami picking uh, Ryan Tannehill at number eight. Yep. Uh, I mean, your teams go back. Uh, yep. Bad teams go back. and Keep on picking till you get your guy, and hopefully they change your organization around. But but like let, let, let's look at that then. So you talk about how teams go back, teams like the Browns, right? How's that worked out for them? Just dipping into the first round quarterback uh, year after year after year. I mean, they made the playoffs this past season, but like let's not be naive. The Browns have been a dumpster fire for the better part of two decades. So going after first round quarterback after first round quarterback, you're not building out the rest of the team. Well, you're also talking about them moving back. Um, they, they, they moving back, like inst- instead of like picking a guy, they could have had Carson Wentz. They moved back. Yeah, uh, you know, like it, there's you're talking about scenarios where you're just like, um, but at the end of the day, it's like you gotta you, you gotta figure out who your guy is, and if you don't know who your guy is and your team doesn't have identity, it starts with the, it starts with the quarterback. And it's as strong as your quarterback is, uh, it, it can work wonders for your football team. Um, I mean, you could choose, you could choose positivity <laughs> and, uh, you know, sit here in blind. Well, I'm not going to say it's blind faith when you blind faith, when you sit here and try to f- f- just support Jalen Hurts. But I think he's given us enough hope to feel like he could be the guy. I'm not sold 100%. Are you sold uh prime after all this after all this talk? Uh, I, I mean, let's let's revisit this. After all this talk, all that we've talked about tonight. Where do you sit no, now? I'm not, you, uh, I'm not I mean, but I'm not going to go ahead and close the door on, you know, the opportunity to to give him, you know, what I mean like I'm I I'm with him. He's got to prove to us and I'm in it for the long haul, the long haul to go ahead and see it happen so but right now no it's 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 a no with me <laughs> and after looking at the that that qb list 
did it did it make you think about anything? Did it make you think that potentially the QB I mean, is on the Raider at, at yeah, number six I mean, for the Eagles? I, I'm 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 not gonna steal Evans Thunder on that. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a potential after watching all that. The way the way some of these teams go hopping back and forth on making these decisions and from past history with with, with Howie. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and picks a quarterback, and I wouldn't even be surprised if he goes and picks a quarterback that we haven't even mentioned tonight. <laughs> oh, what, what, what if he what if he goes and drafts another quarterback from Alabama, Mac Jones, um, uh, or Tell maybe you, a, it's it's a possibility. It's it's a it's a very high possibility. Evan, are you uh, feeling? What, what are your overall takeaways from? Um, that QB first round experience. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, man. Um, I feel like I, I, for the first time in my life that I have, uh, I have to face the fact that I have commitment issues here. I think that's why I'm afraid <laughs> to draft a quarterback. Uh, just like just t- tying my wagon <laughs> to any of these guys. Like it, it's so easy to get hyped up and think that a guy is better than he is. And that's exactly what I'm afraid of. I don't want to go out and draft a guy, and I know that this front office has a way about them where they try to be the smartest guy in the room. So me knowing that as an Eagles fan scares the hell out of me. I don't want them trying to outsmart themselves, and we end up in a scenario where, like, let's say uh, we're like the Browns, and we end up trading out of that for the the top ten, and we trade down and end up taking a, a quarterback later. That scares me. Uh, I don't want to be the team that ends up taking or moving up in the draft and and taking a risk on it. I mean, it's still a risk. That, that's where we stand. It's, even if you're moving up and you're getting the guy in the first three picks, first four picks, clearly that doesn't always work out. So it, my, my biggest fear is being back at square one next year. Um, and the number one way that I can think of in my mind to avoid that is you have to take the best player available. You have to take the best guy on the board at the time, whether that ends up being Justin Fields, whether that ends up being uh, Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. Um, you have you have to just fill whatever hole you have with the best player available. I'm going to practice on what my look is going to be like come draft night. Here's, this, yeah. this is this is this is one like. You know what I mean, there's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Over the face, get your face ready. Going, that's the get your part face I'm ready. That's the part I'm gonna be working on. Get, get your tears ready. Get your popcorn. You're like, you're like, that's my quarterback. My, my, that's my second quarterback. Uh, so I, I like. My my overall takeaway from that that list is just kind of like I'm trying to like gear my brain up to f- feel like I'm uh, I'm, I'm under <laughs> but I'm, that I'm understanding what they're they're trying to like, what their their next steps are going to be because this is my whole fun of uh just studying the draft and figure out like what teams are going to pick players. I remember it in like when I, my first year at at Roto World when I was doing these mock drafts, I got the back end picks, like three picks in a row. And people were like, how did you get those picks on the back end? I was just like, from what I could tell that they were doing, I knew that they were going to pick those players. But like me, I'm looking at this right now. I'm like, and I'm being honestly very transparent. 
I don't know what the fuck the Eagles are going to do right now. <laughs> as closely as I try to study it, like they could be, it could be just, it could just be a whole, they're blowing smoke. It's smoke season. We want to draft a quarterback, move up so you can take our sixth pick. We move down, we get an extra second pick and some change. I'd love that. I'd love that. Move down to maybe three spots and you, say you don't get chases off the board, you get a Kyle Pitts. And you move down to like number nine or something, and you acquire some more picks in the second yeah, round. A, Q, a QB hungry team. You didn't have to draft Chase. Uh, you'd have to draft Pitts at number six, but you still got an extra, another second round pick. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Extra I'd change. Be about that. Yep. And you still, you still got Jalen. We're working on this QB factory thing. You get somebody later, maybe uh, uh was Trask from Florida, uh, whose who's QB coaches. His offensive coordinator, and then we have the whole QB uh, drama all over in Philly. But either way, you're not paying uh, crazy amounts of money. But again, like if I'm going back to that list and seeing that you could have two quarterbacks and pay six million dollars in it in a cap versus twenty five million for Carson Wentz, and a lot of more holes to fill. But it is what it is. You, at least you, at least you got your guy of the future. Uh, but us as as a, a podcast, um, we're gonna choose positivity. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna leave we're gonna leave you with thoughts from Jalen Hurts. Uh, but we will see you guys in the next one. And as always, it's fly, Eagles, fly. Day fifteen thousand of the quarantine. I don't know. And I, I pray that y'all, y'all are staying at home, practicing social distancing. You gotta find a way, baby. Positivity. Y'all go get it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.